0: Welcome to the University of God. We want to thank all of you who sent your questions in to us. As our mentor, Prophet T.B. Joshua taught us, if you are interested in the subject and are eager to learn, you will always strive to sit at the front, ask questions, and engage with the teacher. Remember, in the University of God, the heart, man's spirit, is a workshop, and the Holy Spirit, the divine teacher.
1: Yes, exactly, and that is the promise of God that Jesus gave us in the book of Matthew 7, verse 7, that if you seek him, you'll find him, if you seek him with all your heart. Mm. Remember, to seek the kingdom of God is to have the kingdom of God. Yes, God doesn't mind doubt or questions, as long as those questions cause us to seek him, to draw closer to him, to seek his word. God's word is the final authority, settling all questions and problems.
0: Today, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we are going to examine some of your questions in the light of God's Word.
1: Yes, exactly, and uh, well, one of the questions that was sent in to us is from Anthony from Canada, and he asked this very interesting question. He said, our senses are the veil that separate us from Him. What is the use of our senses then? Why did God give us those senses? can our senses be used to seek him? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Anthony, for sending those questions into us.
0: Mm-hmm. Anthony, thank you for your question. Let me take it to the Bible. The book of Psalm 115, verse four to seven, in depicting idols, gives us a graphic picture of the five senses. I read, their idols are silver and gold, the work of man's hand. They have mouths, but they do not speak. Eyes they have, but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not hear. Noses they have, but do not smell. Mm. They have hands, but do not handle. Thank you. God gave us the five main senses that enable us to interact with the physical world in which we live as human beings. Mm -hmm. The basic function of these five senses is to help us communicate adequately with the people around us. They also help us to locate, identify and apprehend the surrounding objects and navigate safely through our environment. These senses are all connected, I mean they work together and send to the brain the input signals or information from the environment. Our brain, the laboratory of sense knowledge, processes all this information, identifies those signals through the database of our memory and provides the right response. All this happens in real time.
1: So let's look at those five senses. With the sense of sight, we can see and identify the things God created, objects and the people around us. The sight is the main sense to navigate safely through our environment, to drive, to walk, to read. With the sense of hearing, even without visual contact, we can have a clear knowledge of our immediate environment Mm -hmm. by distinguishing the specific sound they emit. For example, the sound of a bird, or recognizing a friend's voice. With the sense of smell, we can perceive the odors, the fragrance, and check whether something is good or maybe the food is spoiled. Mm. With the sense of taste, we can assess the sweetness or bitterness of food before consuming it. With the sense of feeling or touch, we can sense the ambient temperature to know the proper clothes to wear to protect our body, consequently we can feel the weight or hardness of an object. For example, this food smells nice. Mm. What's your favorite food, Rasim? Yellow of rice. <laughs> <laughs> this food smells nice. <laughs> yes, I want to taste it. Or, these clothes are beautiful. I want to buy them. Or, it's too cold and windy today. I don't want to go to the beach anymore.
0: Hmm. You can notice how influential our senses can be on our choices and actions. Considering the use of our senses, for example, you are driving all of a sudden, a pedestrian across the road. As a driver, you find yourself immediately with a decision. Either you pull the brake, or when your speed is too fast, you have to steer away from the person. Mm. You can see all these senses work together. I see, I pull the brake, I turn the wheel, So all these actions happen simultaneously in real
1: time. They're all connected.
0: They're all connected and they work together. You can notice how influential our senses can be on our choices and actions. What we see, hear, smell, taste, feel can influence our thoughts. What do I mean by influencing our thoughts? I mean they have an influence our desires and will. Mm. Our thoughts can influence our action or inactions. Why? Because man exercises the will through his mind. That's the sense of discretion or reasoning. Human beings are different from animals. Mm. A human being is not a robot. He's a free moral agent. Because of all the interactive influences from the environment, that require the right response or attitude, God wants man to have an independent mind, a mind that thinks by itself. God has given to man the ability to think and choose between what is relevant or not, that's common sense. To choose between what is right or wrong, that sense of judgment. Mm-hmm. To choose between good and bad, that's moral sense. That's the outcome of senses of reasoning and responsibility necessary for life in community or society. Man, depending on his lifespan, grows physically from embryo to toddler through childhood, adolescence, adulthood and old age. We can see that physical growth is a function of time. As we grow in age, we go through the stages of the human life. But man is not only a physical person, but an intellectual and moral person.
1: Exactly, and it's important to remember that since life and its responsibilities are in stages, man also must grow in intellectual maturity. Yes. How? Intellectual growth is a function of learning learning from what we do learning from what we study what happens around us and learning what from what happens to us you see have you wondered whenever a person meets a new person in a new relationship the first questions they mutually ask about themselves will be about their background their education their occupation in life mm-hmm. but very few will address their spiritual life sure. and that is what makes the difference between man's point of view and God's point of view.
0: Yes. In Galatians chapter 5, God wouldn't have commanded us to walk in the Spirit if he had not designed us to operate in the Spirit. The Bible says that God has created man, human being, in his own image and likeness. And the book of Job 33, verse 4 says, Man is the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. Man is a divine work of art. Why? Because mankind is designed to think, to talk, to act, and to plan with God. Man is therefore designed to live in tune with God. Are we living in tune with God?
1: remember always remember god is spirit so the question that we need to ask ourselves is what is man
0: that's the question (laughs) the bible is the believer's database for his personal opinion so what does the bible say about man, about you and i the bible says in the book of first Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 that man is a spiritual being but has a soul and a body. In other words, man has a physical and a spiritual nature. Man is not only a physical and intellectual person, he's also a moral and spiritual person because we are made to be like God in our heart, and God is spirit. So take note, whenever the Bible refers to man's heart, it refers to man's spirit, the spirit of man. That's why in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse seven, in the book of Matthew chapter 15, verse eight, the Bible stresses that when it comes to rightful judgment, God's perspective about man always point to man's heart, man's spirit. This means that God sees man as a spirit being living in a physical body. Man's spirit is a part of man that has spiritual consciousness. I mean spiritual awareness. Man's spirit is a part of man that is connected to the spirit realm, and receives inspiration and revelation from God, who is spirit. Hmm.
1: Let's think now of a biblical character who was really in tune with God in spirit. Hmm. Yes, Thank you. we have to remember Moses. Consider the attitude of Moses as he and his people were trapped in between the Red Sea and the pursuing Egyptian armies. Hmm. Surely the people of Israel had every reason to think that the end had come, considering the size and military might of the Egyptian armies. We can read about this in the book of Exodus 14, verse 10. The Israelites therefore cried out, not only in fear, but also in rebellion and anger directed against Moses and his God. They allowed their senses to dictate the direction of their faith and got overwhelmed by fear,
0: Hmm.
1: and completely forgot all the miracles that God had performed for them, and had done on their behalf. Rather than getting offended by his people's reactions and lack of faith, Moses was calm, calculated, Hmm. and determined, Hmm. even in the midst of extreme provocation. The Bible says he was very calm, confident, and peaceable. Why? because his focus was on God. I mean, his spirit was connected to God. Hmm. And that is why he could overcome what his senses were telling him.
0: True. A spiritual and a man of faith, Moses. A lot of lessons to learn from him. Hmm. The question is, why man cannot use his senses to see God? Hmm. That's the question. The answer to this question is straightforward. God is spirit. Therefore, we cannot know God by our feelings and senses or external human faculties because God is invisible, incorporeal, immaterial. He is a supreme being who lives in the realm above the senses. He lives in the spirit. Therefore, to seek God, you must be in the spirit and you can only see him and relate with him in the spirit realm. By what? Revelation. What do you mean by revelation? Revelation brings to our spiritual senses the reality of spiritual things that cannot be perceived by our natural human senses. As we have natural organs embedded in our physical body that feed our human senses with information from the environment like our eyes our ears our hands etc god has also endowed us with spiritual senses as well embedded in our spirit the main spiritual sense god has planted within our spirit is our conscience Mm. the conscience is the organ of the spirit to discern spiritual things. That's what prophet Ibiza calls a sense of righteousness. Let's listen to what Apostle Paul said in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 16. Paul said, Romans 8, 16, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. What does this mean? This means that a sense of righteousness brings an awareness of self-knowing. I mean, awareness of whom you are in Christ Jesus. The question, how does this awareness come? That awareness comes through revelation when the Holy Spirit bears witness to our spirit. How does the Holy Spirit bear witness to our spirit? Through our conscience. Paul further explained in that book of Romans chapter 9, verse 1. I read. He says, I tell the truth in Christ. Take note. I tell the truth in Christ. I am not lying my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit." Therefore, 1 Corinthians 2, 9, 15 also teaches us that our natural senses cannot apprehend nor know the things of God or things of the Spirit because they can only be discerned spiritually.
1: And if all this seems a bit much for you, don't worry, in the foundation series as we continue, all this will be broken down so you can really understand how we can relate to God through our spirit and what actually is man, his spirit, his body, his soul. So stay tuned as you get more of that on the foundation series coming up soon. So when it comes to the knowledge of man, our senses cannot see the heart or spirit of man. They can only see man's physical body Because that is the part of man that is connected to this visible world, the realm of the senses. Mm -hmm. Man's body and senses cannot connect to the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. It is only man's spirit, which is the spiritual part of man, that can connect to the spirit realm, which is God's dimension.
0: True, that is it. The question, how do we look into that dimension? Mm -hmm. To log on to that realm of the spirit man must be in the spirit led by the holy spirit our spirit our heart is the communication point contact point for the holy spirit the holy spirit uses our heart to communicate with us and god speaks to our heart to our spirit not to our ears We advise you to read the book of Acts of Apostles, chapter 17. When the people of Athens were seeking God with their senses and sense knowledge in order to seek and worship God. Let me read. Thank you. Okay, Acts of Apostles, chapter 17, verse 23. For as I was passing through and considering the object of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made by hands, nor is he worshipped with man's hands as though he needed anything since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. Verse 26. And he has made from one blood every nation of men, to dwell in all the face of the earth. And he has determined their pre-pointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he's not far from each one of us. Mm-hmm. Verse 28. For in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Last verse. Therefore, since... We are the offspring of God. We ought not to think that the divine nature, take note, the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising.
1: Wow, you know, since all men have a spirit, we have to ask ourselves the question, why is it that most humans seem to have no relationship with God. Hmm.
0: The truth is that God has designed humans to operate in both natural and spiritual realms. But most of us live in the senses, I mean, in the natural. And we are dull when it comes to those things of the spirit, because as the scripture says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, The things of the Spirit are indistinct. We can't see them. And the Bible further said in the book of 1 Corinthians 15, verse 46 to 47. Wait a minute. Very important, this one. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 46, Paul said, However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, and afterwards, the spiritual. Verse 47, the first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. So, as was the man of the dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. These scriptures we have just read identify two types of man, the natural man and the spiritually minded man. The natural man is spiritually blind and dull in comprehension to the unseen realm the spirit world is absolutely close to his spiritual vision. It is only when the Holy Spirit illumines his spiritual eyes that, that he can see and understand the things of the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 to 18 says that the Lord our God, Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give us the spirit of revelation and wisdom in the knowledge of him that the eyes of our understanding may be opened so we may know what is the hope of His calling and what are the riches of His glory in His inheritance, in the sins.
1: So I hope you have your Bibles with you. Let's go now to 1 Corinthians 2 and let's read together from verse 9 to 12. So are you there? 1 Corinthians 2, From verse 9, however, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed it to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? That is it. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. So the question is, how do we connect to the Spirit? Hmm.
0: How do you connect to the Spirit? By faith.
1: Hmm.
0: Believing in Christ Jesus, that is our only connection. Hmm.
1: So how do we live by faith?
0: Remember, we live by faith when we recognize our union with Jesus Christ in the spirit. To live by faith, our spirit must govern our senses. And for our spirit to govern our senses, our mind must be renewed by knowing the word and acting on it.
1: So, how do we know that our mind is renewed?
0: Good question. Our mind is renewed when we begin to think not about our weaknesses and shortcomings, but of our righteousness in Christ Jesus. Hmm. Let me take you to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 7 to 10. It's all about Apostle Paul's experience with the thorn. Yes. I start from verse 7. Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelation, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said, to me my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness therefore most gladly i will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of christ may rest upon me you see when paul was afflicted by a thorn in his flesh he prayed to god many times for god to remove the thorn But God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. Why? For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Immediately, the revelation of the will of God came to him. Paul never complained anymore. And he said, rather, when I am weak, I am strong. Strong. Mm -hmm. His mind was renewed and he stopped worrying about the thorn in his flesh.
1: So let's summarize the answer to all these questions. The natural man, the man of the senses, is only conscious of his body and has no awareness of the spirit realm. Why is it so? The Bible says that since the fall of man, man has lost his spirit consciousness Mm. because of sin and operates only in the natural. We can read about this in Genesis 6 verse 3. The natural man's spirit is dead to God because of sin ever since Adam. The human body, which the Bible refers to as the outer self, the outward man or the old man is the physical part of man, designed by God to interact with the visible or the physical world. That's true.
0: While the spirit of man is the spiritual part of man designed by God to interact or communicate with the invisible or spiritual world where God dwells. The spiritual man is therefore the one whose spirit has been recreated or regenerated by God's power at the point of spiritual rebirth by faith in Christ Jesus. That's what Jesus meant when he said to Nicodemus in the book of John chapter three, verse three, you need to be born again. Hmm. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God.
1: Wow. And yes, we're here today to seek the kingdom of God. So thank you so much for sending in those questions. You can see Anthony from Canada's question brought all of this lesson to you today. What a blessing. And uh, we have time for just a few more questions. Um... Uh, Andile Mali, I hope I pronounced that correctly, uh, asked the question, what do you mean by on the outside? I think he's referring to the God hides Himself message in the Foundation series, Step into the Spiritual. So what do you mean by on the outside?
0: Thank you. By outside we mean what is visible, material, physical, things you can see with your natural eyes hear with your ears, things you can feel or know intellectually. In opposite, on the inside refers to the things that we cannot see like man's heart, man's spirit, which is man's spiritual entity that only God can see. That is why concerning human beings, one needs to be guided by divine revelation to get to the heart of the matter when it comes to judgment When we know this, we know that we should not judge anyone by appearance because only God knows the true condition of the human heart. Mm. When it comes to the things of God, who is unseen, we need to be in the spirit because only faith pleases God. As it says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, for without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that God is and that he is the reward of those who diligently seek him. That's what the Bible says.
1: Yes, and we diligently seek him, as we have said today, by faith. Remember, faith focuses on God who is unseen, while the natural sight focuses on the outside, what is visible, what is tangible, Mm -hmm. what is concrete. Mm -hmm. Therefore, a spiritual man, I mean a man of faith, it's not satisfied by sense knowledge, but looks beyond it. Because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7, we walk by faith, hmm. not by sight. Yes. Faith is from man's spirit, I mean the invisible world or the spiritual world, and sight is from man's body, the visible world or the natural world. So let's look again at 2 Corinthians, this time chapter four from verse 18. Let's read together. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 18. Yes, I think we know this very well. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal.
0: Yes. And the Bible is further said in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 16, verse 6 to 13, you can read it at home in detail. It's all about Samuel and David, the king of Israel. Samuel the prophet was sent to the house of Jesse in Bethlehem to anoint the new appointed king of Israel. When he came, he looked at the most handsome son of Jesse as being the chosen king. But God rejected him mm-hmm. and chose the one who was neglected, the young and rustic shepherd boy, David. Mm-hmm. Ask Prophet Samuel in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, and he will teach you that we should learn to focus not on the outside, Mm -hmm. I mean, not on the outward qualities of man which are visible, Mm -hmm. but rather we should focus on the inside by looking inwardly at the heart with the help of the Holy Spirit if we want to see things the way God sees them about man.
1: So thank you so much. Yes, that was a a short look into what it means outside and inside. And yes, we all need to develop our inner man, our spiritual man. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, daily, every moment, we can. So we have one more question here from Mrs. Uh, Hope Kunda from Zambia. And she asked, how can one develop faith in God genuinely?
0: Yes, first. There's need to know what faith is. The problem of faith is made simple to understand when we know that faith is simply acting on what God has said. Mm. The main issue about faith is the genuineness of that faith. For faith to be genuine, it must be based on God's word, which is spiritual and life, as it says in the book of John chapter 6, verse 63. Man speaks ordinary words, but God speaks words that are spirit and life. But for man's word to become God's word, it must be affected by the Holy Spirit with life. The question, can man speak words of life? Man speaks ordinary words, But man can speak words of life that are spirit and life when they are affected by the Holy Spirit. Mm. Those words must be affected by the Holy Spirit with life. What do I mean by life in the word? God's word is spirit and life because it has the ability to produce a spiritual force that grows and develops within our heart called faith. It is that faith that moves our words to work wonders. That's Bible faith. Bible faith is called the spirit of faith in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. Let me read for you. The book of 2nd Corinthians, chapter 4, from verse 13, I read. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Mm. So faith takes place in two places. Mm. With our heart we believe, and with our mouth, we confess, and faith is both.
1: Yes, you know, the example of the seven sons of Sceva shows that genuine faith is not imitation. Hmm. Faith must arise in each person's heart or in a conviction, which leads to real movement or real confession of faith. Hmm. For faith to be genuine, the heart and the mouth should never conflict. Yes. In other words, we should mean what we say. This means we should believe what we confess. Mm -hmm. Do you believe what you confess? Do you mean what you say? Because scriptural faith or biblical faith is expressed by believing with the heart and confessing with the mouth. You see, the mouth must have the heart's full agreement before there can be an acceptable or genuine confession of faith.
0: True. Very true. That's the key, an agreement. The question is, how can faith develop? The development of God's word in your heart gives birth to belief in your heart. As Romans chapter 10 verse said, faith grows as we hear and obey God's word.
1: So thank you. I think we have time for just one more question today. And this one's from Roy. Again, I hope I pronounced that right, uh, from Zambia. How does one move from sense knowledge to revelation knowledge? Wow. That's a very interesting question. And I think uh, he must have been meditating on the uh, motto of the University of God, which is...
0: Sense knowledge. This is when revelation comes.
1: Yes. So, Roy, (laughs) thank you so much for that question. How does one move from sense knowledge to revelation knowledge? Yes, that is... What all of us as believers uh, need to ask ourselves. Let's remember what happened to the servant of Elisha. With his physical eyes, the servant of Elisha saw the immediate danger and fear gripped him. Mm. When his master prayed to God to open his spiritual eyes, his eyes were opened. And in the spirit, take note, in the spirit, not the natural, he saw angels around him. And what happened? His fear disappeared
0: yes so to move from sense knowledge to revelation knowledge is a matter of yielding your heart to the holy spirit Mm. it is the holy spirit who opens the eyes of our faith to see the hidden truth in god's word meditation in the word of god brings revelation that's the key we meditate till god gives us a clear light, a clear understanding. So, when you meditate on the Word of God, allowing the Holy Spirit to take the lead, revelation will come. And when revelation comes, it will carry you beyond the realm of senses into the very presence of God in the Spirit. And there you will see clearly. There, spiritual understanding comes.
1: So let's take a moment to read that book of 2 Kings 6 and actually read what happened. The book of 2 Kings 6 from verse 15. Are you there? When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid. The prophet answered, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Put yourself in this scripture and hear God saying to you, those that are with you are more than those that are against you. Yes. Elisha prayed, "O Lord, open his eyes so he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. I love this uh, account so much. And it's a perfect example of your question about moving from sense knowledge to revelation knowledge. This is exactly what happened to the servant of Elisha.
0: And this is exactly what happened to many of us today. Many today in their homes are overwhelmed by these circumstances because we look at it in the natural. And you become overwhelmed and fear comes and doubt comes. So there is need for us to shift our focus from natural to spiritual. So to move from sense knowledge to revelation is by grace. Mm -hmm. All you need to do is to humble yourself under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of revelation.
1: And that change, uh, that move is little by little, every day, little by little, every moment, little by little. It's a journey, and the journey of a thousand Miles starts with one step. So we're so happy today that you've joined us to take that step, that step into the spiritual by joining us on the program today, which is in the light of God's word. Yes, so that journey today has started with this step that you've taken. And remember the foundation series, the divine lectures that you've been seeing on the University of God, you don't just need to watch them once. You know, the word of God is not time bound. Every word of God is spirit and life. Take time to watch again and again. Go over the Bible passages. Meditate on the hidden truth there. And uh, if you want to look for where those teachings are, you can check in the description below. There's a link. And if you have any more questions, remember as you meditate on these teachings, questions will arise in your heart. And you can send your questions to us by going to our website, theuog.org going to the contact section and sending us a message and uh, we'll go through all your questions and by the grace of God, answer them under the guidance of the Holy Spirit.
0: There is no shortcut to spiritual maturity. Our earthly understanding must give way to spiritual understanding of revelation to reach maturity. So all the teachings we are giving you are not time bound. Please go over it, meditate on it, and ask the Holy Ghost to help you to have a better understanding of it. That's the only way faith can grow into our lives. That we have a revelation doesn't mean we can force you to believe it. You must have your own revelation and conviction. How does it come? Read it, meditate on it, and allow the Spirit of God to enhance your understanding. We need to be mature as Christians because we're in an environment that is very challenging, and God wants you to live by faith, to be strong in the faith. How can you do that? You can achieve that only by developing your relationship with the wonderful unseen guest called the Holy Spirit. How? Attract his attention. And you can only do that when you meditate on the word and pray, and he will come and enhance your spiritual course. in Jesus name.
1: So thank you for joining us on today's program, which is in the light of God's word. Yes, just as Nicodemus came to Jesus in the night, to ask questions, uh, to, you know, find out and develop his faith in Jesus. You too can watch this and ask questions in your heart to God and the Holy Spirit, the helper, the counselor, will come and answer your questions. Through what? The word of God, yes. That is why everything is in the light of God's word.
0: Amen. Saints, brothers, sisters, believers all over the world, we are going to pray for you. We have seen so many emails. We went through all the questions and answers. We have seen a lot of people are going through agony, pain, and difficulties. So we are going to pray together, believing God that God Almighty will meet you at the point of your essential need. For Jesus does nothing without his word. Don't forget, God's word has priority over the name. That's why we give you this teaching. But we stand in the presence of God, praying for you. And God will locate you in his mercy. In Jesus' name.
1: So continue to join us here on the University of God. Since knowledge ceases.
0: When revelation comes.